following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are. It's a fabulous Friday edition of Mixed Shots as we are, well, we are 48 hours away from halftime at AT&T Stadium <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. As the media just can't get enough of the fact that the Cowboys got flexed out of Sunday night football, playing at noon on Sunday on CBS 11 in Dallas-Fort Worth, I am quick to add. And this is Mick Shots. This is Bill Jones. This is Everson Walls. This is Mickey Spagnola inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. And this is must-win time for your Dallas Cowboys. Right, Mickey Spagnola? We finally got to that point, right? We've been, they've been yelling at it. It's got a must-win, a must-win. Well, now, mathematically, it's a must-win. You're exactly right. And mm-hmm. I would imagine since it's a Sunday noon game, we're not getting Tony Romo doing the game, are we? <laughs> we probably aren't. I need to figure out who is doing that game. It's in the notes, I'm sure. And I'll have to oh, call wait. It up I, later. I can tell but, you, maybe. Uh, all right. Who is Who has the call on CBS? Kevin what, Harlan and did, Trent Green. With Kevin M- Harlan and Trent Green. With Melanie Collins on the sideline. And I would imagine Kevin Harlan is very good friends with Mike McCarthy, the Harlan uh, family, very involved with that Green Bay Packer outfit through the years. And so they're probably, so maybe that will be something that will bode well for Mike McCarthy, at least from a broadcasting standpoint. He's got the play-by-play guy on his side, that's for sure. And I guess I should have said. Tony Romo, does, Tony, does Tony Romo ever give us a win? I can't recall. Well, I, that, did he do Atlanta? Did he do I Minnesota? What, Might have done Minnesota. He didn't do. No, no. Minnesota was probably a far. No, Minnesota was your Jonathan Vilma game That's that right. you love so much, Everson. That's right. No wonder I like him so much. He brought us a win. <laughs> Kenny Albert. <laughs> That's right. That's, that's the reason you like Vilma. He brought us a win. His voice reminds me of victory. That's probably what it is. You know what? That that reminds me of uh, you know me being an Oklahoma grad. My whole family went to OU to school, and so when they would play it like in the Orange Bowl, and the game would typically be on NBC, and Jim Simpson or somebody would be calling the game with Paul McGuire or something, and, and OU would be doing a horrible at the game, and I'd get phone calls from my sisters saying, these announcers are horrible. No, your team is horrible. That's the reason the announcers are horrible. <laughs> That's like blaming the weatherman for the weather. You That's know? right. It's like, like the weatherman actually makes the weather. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty That's ridiculous. That's what we had. A, when I did Ranger games with Tom Green, we had a saying, uh, our broadca- we can have an, well, not that we ever would have an Emmy Award winning broadcast, but we could, we could be operating at the ultimate levels that we could possibly operate. But if they're losing 10 to 1, it's a horrible broadcast. And so it has everything to do with the play of the team on the field. So It's hard hard to salvage 
incompetence in the in the commentators' booth. That, I'm that's sorry. exactly that's right. That's like blaming you, us you, for games the team because we didn't pick them right, right? <laughs> right. There, that's right. Don't, they might start. <laughs> so, over the course of the next 45 minutes, we'll tell you whether whether you're going to enjoy the game on Sunday or not. <laughs> what are the chances that Cowboys fans will enjoy this game against the 49ers? Mickey, I'm, I'm like I'm like Charles Barkley. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee the Cowboys are going to win this game. That's yeah. right. <laughs> are they going to Are they going to enjoy Kevin Harlan and Trent Green on the broadcast, Mickey? What do you think? Uh, Kevin Harlan's good. Um, I, no, I'm saying you just missed my whole oh, point. The whole I point is I, I got it. Oh, broadcasters depend on it, how well bro. your team's playing. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't want to say it because then that goes against his mantra of, you know, they got to win two in a row. So he can't really commit right now. You know, maybe next week he can commit. Or if if I can, then you know what? I'll never pick yeah, we got, the rest of the way. We got a big problem if you can't. After that. I have to wait till next year. And by the way, when I said when I said Melanie Collins was the sideline reporter, she'll be the uh, lower section of the of the stands reporter. By the way, because they're not allowed on the field. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. And by the way, I have an update on Tony Romo broadcasting Cowboys games. This from uh, Justin Farrell on Twitter, and you can tweet us at spags52. Are you monitoring Twitter, Mickey? Uh, you mean like right now? I am. So oh, good. Yeah, like right now. If you want to, if you want to communicate with us, go to at CBS 11 Bill Jones because I'm looking at your tweets and the mentions on uh, TweetDeck right now. All right, Romo called the Giants Cowboys game this year, which we won but lost, and we won. Okay, we lost because we lost Dak that game. Of course, we won no, it they course. beat the Giants with Dak. Then we... no, he means because we lost. But Dak. he's saying. Romo called the Giants game, the Cowboy game this year, which we won, but lost. And we won when he did the Chiefs game in 2017. All right, but but he's saying we won the game, but we lost Dak, so we really didn't win the game. So, all right, thank you very much, Justin Farrell. Thank you, Justin. So, Mickey, give us a practice report. Were you out there? Well, they're not doing much. (laughs) <laughs> They're not doing much practice-wise today. It's no, a, it's they a McCarthy it's Friday, the, isn't it's it? It's the walkthrough day today. So we'll go off of what we saw uh, yesterday and what Mike had to say today. So when he was asked about Trayvon Diggs, Donovan Wilson, and Anthony Brown, he said he is optimistic that they all will play on Sunday, uh, and they should. And they already had pers- participated in what he calls a mock game, not a walkthrough, a mock game already this morning. So he feels pretty good about that. Uh, He was not quite as uh, positive about Zeke playing as Jerry Jones was Mm. when he was asked this morning on his segment on the on the fan if he he thought Zeke would play and he said absolutely absolutely and uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> said, uh, and he said, but you know, that's Jerry, Doctor Jerry Jones saying it, and uh, he goes, and it's not my. He said, it's not my knee, it's not my ankle, it's not my hamstring, but I think he'll play. <laughs> so anyway, that, but I thought it was a know, calf injury. I don't think. I know, so, but he didn't mention the calf. He mentioned everything else but the calf. Uh, and as Zeke said, sometimes I think Jerry. Jerry didn't get the memo. Sometimes Jerry just doesn't get the memo. You right. Know? He uh, kind of goes off but on as, his own. But as Zeke said, you know, it was stiff on him uh, first couple series in this past game, and then it kind of worked itself out. Since it's a bruise, it's not a tear or a strain. Uh, and so, and then uh, McCarthy said he thought Chidabe Awuzie was ready to go, so that bodes well for uh, the corners. Uh, along with Donovan Wilson ready to go. But I think there will still be a question mark on Xavier Woods, uh, who missed practice yesterday uh, with a groin injury, a groin strain. And we'll see where that one goes. He was less uh, definitive on Woods. He said, I think he'll be ready to go Sunday. We'll see where he's in practice, uh, what he does in practice tomorrow. So that's probably... A game-time decision. If Woods can't go, Darian Thompson and then Donovan Wilson will be the safeties. And then it looks like they'll have their so choice Donovan's in corner. In. Yeah, he, he was fully practiced yesterday, so that's good news there. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. And then we'll see where they go at the cornerback position. If they have, for one of the few times, their top four corners all dressed in, and ready to go. Uh, Deontay Burton nice. and Richard Robinson, neither one has practiced all week, so I would imagine uh, they're down uh, in this game. You know, I was, uh, we, we always kind of talk about some off the wall things around this segment. And uh, when you look at how teams are handling injuries this year versus all other years, uh, I was listening to a show and they were talking about how things may change forever, never going back to the way it was in regards to preparation, even in regards to the coverage of sports. Um, what do you think, or have you even thought about it, Spags, the uh, changes that might be made, not just uh, in practices and how they prepare for the week now, how they prepare for the year, what the off season might look like, and, you know, post-vaccine, a post-vaccinated world, what do you think some changes are going to stay in place, even in regards to how you guys cover the squad? Yeah, I don't know about covering, but uh, I, I read where the, the owners, uh, when they had their past meeting, uh, when they uh, put off the final decision on the 17th game, uh, which Jerry thinks it's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of when they announce it and then how they handled the preseason. But I saw one thing they, they uh, were talking about was maybe uh, loosening the rules on injured reserve, like how long you have to be out. Uh, I think they liked the way it worked this year with guys being able to go on IR, but only for three weeks. And after that, you were eligible to come back. And maybe also, and you know, they were going to expand the practice squad, I think, from whatever it was last year to 12 this year. And then they expanded uh -huh. it to 16. 
And I think they kind of like that, the fact that they, you could put more veteran guys <clears throat> on the practice squad and then call guys up. That stuff might change. Uh, I think they like the way that that has worked uh, this year. And I don't, and I don't think they saw the much abuse. Uh, of remember how you when you guys played, it's like okay, we like this guy, but we really don't have room on the roster. We're going to put him on IR for four weeks, and then assuming after four weeks somebody else is going to get hurt, and then we can bring him back. And so they started stashing right. guys when they weren't even hurt. But I think they liked the way it worked this year. So I think um, it's about I think time we might see some so changes fewer, on that. Fewer loopholes. Yeah. Fewer loopholes. Yeah. And, and, and so, but it, but it really, and it, the game day roster, too, just, Bill, too, on how you can call a guy up on Saturday and then put him back down on Monday uh, off the 53 man roster or 55. Uh, I think they liked the way mm-hmm. that worked. Yeah. What about the scheduling reserve? The preseason versus the number of games. Also, are they going to change the number? Continue to to to, to diddle with uh, change the number of teams that make the playoffs. Well, they had already been talking about expanding that, right? And they just expanded it mm-hmm. more. So I think that will go forward. Mm-hmm. I think they'll like that. I think the off season. I think everybody realized this was a big miss this year, not having an off season. Uh, and we can go to you know what you said about the injuries, and I think soft tissue injuries uh, certainly are affected by not having uh, the off season they're normally having. I think they realize now maybe more than so ever you think they'll go that they back. need that. Yes, absolutely. Right. And have but they'll the go back to the way it was. No special, right? Yeah, and right. then and then you know maybe three preseason games, but knowing you need. Uh, you know, the, the preseason games, you need the longer training camp like they used to have. I think they'll go back to that. And this is assuming we're all in the clear and safe, right, that they don't have to que- of course. keep the, the distancing of course. Uh, going on once the yes. vaccine is And that's what I mean when I said post, post-vaccinated world. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, speculation is by the end of July, you know, everything should be fine. And I'm like, whoa, just the time for football season because, of course, that's, you know, all we're worried about here. See, and then the other thing I think is going to be interesting, and and Jerry was asked the question, you know, could he, would he mandate that everybody on the team is vaccinated? And he, Mm -hmm. oh, he put up the stop sign on that, right? Because, (laughs) I mean... I mean, you just can't do that, right? You can suggest it and make it uh, available, uh, and, and then right. and then if you don't take advantage of it, it's like the flu, right? You don't have to have a flu shot. That's true. It's made available yes, to the true. team, and then you're on your own if you know something happens. Do you want to take that chance? So, well, Tom, as for Landry, the media Tom Landry, I don't know. Go ahead. I was going to say Tom Landry would, uh, you know, always with the veil threats. Sometimes not so veiled. He said, okay, you don't have to take a flu shot. But if you don't take a flu shot and you get sick and miss a game or practice, you will be docked in your pay accordingly. <laughs> so that kind of like, you know, it's like he, I used to hate it when he did that. Um, we always were the, the, the most abused team in regards to time off in training camp. And there are certain rules that are set in place by the union and, and the league office that we all agreed to. So Tom Landry would never adhere to that. It was, I'm Tom Landry, I'm going to you know, do what I want with my team. 
And so one time somebody dropped a dime on him. They called the union, called the league office. So he comes in up there and he's upset. And so he goes, okay, guys, the league office called and said, I have to give you guys time off. <laughs> but then he goes, if one of you guys is one second late <laughs> for curfew, you know, we're going to run forever. Okay, thanks, Tom. You know, now we're out having, trying to have a good time in L.A. or wherever we are. And, and everyone's watching their watch like, okay, guys, you know, we have, curfew is at, new, at midnight. And so everybody's in the room by 1030 just to make sure that uh, we didn't have any unfortunate mishaps. So, yeah, the, the, the coaches still like to do what they like to do with their team, regardless of what the rules might be sometimes. Especially if they can get away just with it, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we need yep, to take a break because I'm looking around me and I have an unfortunate mishap here in my office because my beagle Romo has oh, no. has uh, broken through the barricade on the stairway and he has made his way into my office. Way to go, he is, Romo! <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is by himself today. And the reason I have to – I've got things in this room like candy bars and stuff that <laughs> dogs cannot get to. <laughs> and, uh, but like Chris is thanking Romo because oh, it's great time. Just around in low-lying areas. There's <laughs> peanuts over there. There's candy corn over there from Halloween. There's stuff in here that <laughs> <laughs> the dogs haven't been here for two months. And uh, he broke Chris down the thanking, barricade and he's Chris made his way in here. Romo as we speak. Well, let here, me know here's if the I issue have to do that, the read, okay, if you don't get done in time. <laughs> here's, the, here's the issue that I have today is that Romo's brother, Bo, has had surgery this morning. And so Romo, for the first time in his life, basically is by himself downstairs. And he got restless. It's probably, it's probably better that he broke the barricade and came upstairs because otherwise he would be breaking into uh, the Christmas presents under the tree downstairs. <laughs> so it's probably better that this is happening. But let me go take care of that. And we'll be back with more mix shots in a moment. But, Mickey, be ready to do that read in case That's I'm not right back. Here. I'll, I'll do the opening. <laughs> Yay there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. 
A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Green soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The mixed shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You will receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the games. And we are on mix shots here on this Friday. Everson Rawls, Mickey Spagnola, and soon to join us here will be Bill Jones, who's on dog duty right now. And Romo. Don't forget and Romo. Romo. Romo's yes. coming back. And I think Bill finally <laughs> herded the dog back Romo to where is he's not supposed back? to be. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You know, it's got one of I got one of those baby gates that we put up uh, so that the the baby or the dog can't get up come up the stairs and Romo is the one creature in the world who can knock it down. And <laughs> well, anyway, Romo's bigger I've got than it a up baby. Better now. He is. Yes, he's very athletic too. He really is very athletic. He's 13 years old. We got him Christmas 13 years ago, 2007, which was uh, the end of Tony Romo's first year as a <laughs> starting quarterback, first full season as the Cowboys' starting quarterback. So he's 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 living a good life, Romo. So the has, so he, the other dog is is named Quincy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually wanted to name him T.O. and I got oh hell no hell no oh hell no and so. My, yeah, that's what the hell no on the T.O. Yeah, they, they named him Bo. So, so it's oh, Bo and man. Romo. And Bo, Bo had surgery today. We're going to pick him up at the vet later today. He's doing all right, coming out of surgery. But ACL? Romo, Romo's having a harder time than Bo is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Bo, that's cool. Barack Obama, that's cool. Way to there go, There you go. That, that was even that – was, that was a – Precursor to Barack That's Obama, right. so it was That's it was right. actually an omen that uh, Obama would be elected the following year. In That's fact, right. it was, that would have been during the primaries and stuff. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. That, that's when he made the speech. What? When he made the speech during the national convention. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, where are we now? I got one for you. What well, you now think? now that okay. Romo's put up. So yeah, you know how we talked about how. Uh, we thought the pandemic, the limited offseason, contributed to injuries. We debated that. I was curious if Everson thought maybe a shortened uh, preseason, or no preseason, a shortened training camp, no offseason, had anything to do with the Cowboys' problems with turnovers in that first nine games of the season when – Zeke was hmm. fumbling, that we'd never seen him fumble like that before. They were turning uh, the ball over uh, left and right. Uh, I was just wondering if you think maybe that affected your ability to take care of the football. 
And, you know, I, I, I do, uh, Spags, and I think it's not just, you know, about Zeke fumbling. And I think we can all agree on this. Um, when, when a guy fumbles, it's never really just the guy that you see in front of you that makes you fumble. It's always the one that tackles you that you're prepared for, and it's the hit that you are not prepared for that usually jolts you. Uh, case in point, uh, we, we talked about uh, 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 Schultz missing a block. I, I think it was against Arizona. And Zeke's running through there. The hole is wide open. He's about to make a move. He's about to make some steps, and he thinks he's going to go. Mentally, he's, he's already 10 yards ahead. And a guy comes unblocked off of Schultz and blasts him. And then there goes the ball. That's because of the surprise. So uh, the answer to that in regards to no training camp is you have to be, your timing has to be down, not just as an individual, but also as a team. And because of the fact that we've got all these guys hurt, Offensive lineman hurt. You got a new tight end coming in the game with Schultz because Jarvin went down. So now you're looking at the timing is a little bit different when you have a whole different cast that, that's performing at that point. So uh, long answer uh, to your question is, is no doubt about it. It has something to do with it. Even with wide receivers, quarterback com uh, uh, combos, you know you got to work on that. You have to work on that. You can't just come in, two guys, two different individuals, and just come in right away and you have your timing down. That's something, no matter what kind of jailing uh, 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 you have, no, no, no matter what kind of uh, 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 connection you have with your wide receiver versus quarterback, that's something that has to be worked on over and over and over. And we're just, we're just talking about one receiver and one quarterback. Let's just not to mention when you're talking about a cast of people that have to get together and the timing has to be just right. So, so yeah, soft tissue. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to say, so I did a little deeper dive into the Cowboys takeaway giveaways. I can't remember if I pointed this out uh, the other day. The Cowboys have had uh, 24 turnovers. 20 of those were in the first nine games. Four of them were in the last four games. But how about this? On takeaways, the Cowboys have 14. They had seven in the first nine games and now seven in the last four games. So do you think it's just a coincidence in those last four they went two and two and in those first nine they went two and seven? Uh, I think when we talk about the stuff that's really caused this team to be in the situation is, you know, we've talked about the quarterback's We've talked about the offensive line, but when it comes down to their disparity on takeaways and giveaways has been immense. And the other thing that I saw was the opponent's points scored after takeaways. They have scored 75 points off of takeaways in 12 games because the Cowboys didn't have any turnovers this last game. So in 12 games, it's been 75 points, and the Cowboys in those first 12 games had only had 28 points off of takeaways until this last game when they had three, and they added 17 to it. So they were they're, at this point, they're a minus 30 on takeaways uh, points 
uh, because of turnovers. So to me, okay. that has had a big factor in why they're sitting. You know, everybody's like, well, it's this, 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 and this. But how do you how do you qualify that many turnovers and that few takeaways? Here's my rule of thumb, Spags, and, and uh, you may have heard it as well. You've been around many practice field. Bill, uh, you can chime in on this as well. They always say in the beginning of the season, defense has the advantage. That's always what you hear uh, because, you know, defense is where we want to be. We, we, it doesn't take much to, for guys to coordinate different positions on the field, whether it's zone or matchup zone in, in that regard. Uh, and it seems like those stats bear that out. Uh, we were actually able to get turnovers early on because the defense is ahead of most offenses because of the fact that they didn't have that offseason. Now, of course, the talent allows you to come through and, and make plays, but in those crucial points that I always speak of, those critical moments, those are the ones that, you, that really suffer for you offensively, those critical moments uh, third downs, wanting to do well on first and ten, you know, goal line. Those are, those are the situations where the defense starts off ahead of the offense, of every offense, and then as the season goes on, then the offenses start clicking and, and, and you know, uh, between receivers and timing and things of that nature. You know, so, and yeah, that, I, that I, stat, to me, bears that out. And I, and I noticed on San Francisco, so – They've got in these their last four games. They're one in three. Actually, they're they're I think one in one in five, five or in six, six in the last six or seven games. But anyway, uh, offensively, mm-hmm. they've turned the ball over these last four games ten times. Ten times uh, they've gotten eight takeaways, but they're they're a minus two when it comes to that. So. You know, when we hear coach say that, and coaches say it all the time on how turnovers have the biggest effect on games, and it kind of goes in one ear or out the other, and we're sitting there going, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think if you look at it, uh, boy, that has had such a big effect on what the Cowboys uh, have done over those first nine games of the season. And see, to me, to hear you say that, and to hear that he that a coach has said that, you know, I've never really listened to uh, the defensive coaches when they talk. I don't know if they put emphasis on turnovers uh, verbally. They can they can put the emphasis all they want, but if you don't practice that, if you know turnovers are important, you're not just talking about strip sacks and fumbles. You're talking about the ones that make the biggest impact. You know. The biggest stat that makes the biggest impact on a ball game. So to me, there needs to be a huge effort for the entire organization. Yes, we love offense. We, we, I've mentioned it before. Offense sells tickets, but we know that defense wins games, and specifically turnovers win games. So why is it that defensively, regardless of who you draft? Regardless of what the personnel is, why isn't that culture here to create turnovers if you know that they are important? That's a question that I would have to ask this, the uh, defensive coordinator and the secondary coach for the Cowboys. Okay, we're up against a break. 
But I, uh, and when we come back, I, uh, I want to tell you the real reason that the Cowboys and Niners got flexed out of Sunday night football. It's sort of related to what you're talking about here. But the other thing about turnovers, Mickey, is uh, the strange thing as far as the Cowboys uh, giveaways are is that, is that they happened early in games. Typically, when you have turnovers, a lot of times it's because you're playing from behind. They'll happen late in the game or you'll have interceptions. And, but in the Cowboys' case, in the first part of the season, many of those turnovers came in the first half of games yep. or on the first play of the second half in yep. Seattle. Uh, and it's when a game is, is either still under control where you've got a shot at it or uh, just you're not out. trailing. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you dig yeah. yourself this huge hole. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it, it almost felt like from an offensive standpoint, the Cowboys went into games with the mentality that we got to score so much that almost with the mentality that we're behind and we got to do more than what is necessary early in games. And as case in point, how many touchdowns have they scored on the first drive of a game? Hardly none. Uh, they have they not got yet. none. Yes, they have not they have not scored a touchdown and it's almost like they're trying too hard to do, rather than and that's, just let that's the game come to them when, when Dak was healthy. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. When Dak was and healthy. I've that's always right. said and, that and, was and a lot of those turnovers were especially when Dak was healthy. Yeah, that, that was a lot of Zeke's problem. He was trying too hard to make something out of nothing and, and or trying to get an right. extra yard or two and he got careless. So, this will be shocking and yeah. I'll let you go to break. Games, the five games after the opener against the Rams, the Cowboys giveaways, three, 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 two, and four. That's shocking. <laughs> and all shocking of them even two months later. Early, early on. <laughs> it was shocking at the time, and it's even more shocking now. And when we come back, the real reason that the Cowboys and Niners got flexed out of Sunday night football. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. 
which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back to mixed shots. Decades of Dallas Cowboys football <laughs> is the official book marking the team's 60th anniversary. Featuring never-before-seen photos, <laughs> recaps, and results from every season dating back to 1960, as well as behind-the-scenes stories and the top 60 players in Cowboys history ranked. It is the perfect gift for every Cowboys fan. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or wherever books are sold. And you yeah, know what's the problem strong, with this delay? Boy, you started off real bad. You know what's the problem with this delay? <laughs> when I know I made a mistake and there's no reaction, and then I keep going, and all of a sudden there's laughter, and it's like, no, wait a minute, that was a, a line before that. Stay, keep up with me. You know, that that read was sort of like the Cowboys' season. It was it was teetering there at the beginning. There was a there was a fumble there in the first part of the season there. Then he started to make a comeback during the first strong. quarter. Yeah, yeah. The, way, yeah the, the, way, the way he finished in the fourth quarter of that read gives me hope that the Cowboys might finish this season strong. See, hey, I, I, you Bill, know what? I Bill, did it again. I put two words together. I, I'm, I'm reading anniversary, and my eyes are already on featuring, and I combined the words again. Hey, by the way, I got to show you guys something. We need to have a blooper, a blooper reel. That's what we sh- need. I got to show you something. Chris, put it together. Please, Chris. That's my wish list You know for how, we, how blo- we used to do reel. show and tell in, 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 in school? I found this in my dad's old jewelry box. It's a stopwatch. Nice. And it has to yes, be sir. it has to be at least 70 years old, right? So the back fell off of it. The back has an engraved train engine. Probably can't see it. It's not close enough. But uh, I said, I wonder if this thing works. So I kind of wound it. All of a sudden, things start ticking. And I go, I wonder how long it'll work. Well, I set it at 9 o'clock, and it's picking up time. It's not losing time. How about that? (laughs) Oh, wow. So it, it's fast. It's not keeping accurate time. Yes. It's, what it, time, it, what it's, time do you have saying, on it? It's saying that we have three minutes left in the show. <laughs> hey, by hey, the I way, before you talk about part. watch stories, I got one for you, though. Uh, the, the Cowboys used to give away Baum and Marcier watches uh, for I mean, every week they give away three of them from Zales Jewelry, I believe. Roger Starback did the show, and they had offense, defensive, and special teams MVP. And they gave away these beautiful Baum and Marcier watches of, of some French uh, watch. And it's, it's just below or maybe on the same level as Rolex. I don't know, but I know it's extremely expensive. I kept mine. Everyone else that I know of, we, because they were giving them away so much, all the guys on the team cannot find their Baum and Marcier watches. I still have mine. I got it in 1981, and I still have it. 
So, Bill, you're always talking about I lose track on time and how old I am. I know how old that watch is, okay? <laughs> that watch is 39. That watch is 39 years old, and I will keep that watch as long as, as I can. And maybe after I'm gone, maybe my son will be digging it out like, like you're doing, Spags, digging it out of my jewelry, old jewelry box somewhere and taking a look there at it. There you go. But, Always good to, to, to have memories like that, man. That's pretty cool stuff. That's very cool. Hey, Bill, before you explain why the game got flexed, uh, I wanted to point this yep. out real quick. How about Jalen Guyton? Do you guys remember Jalen Guyton? Mm-hmm. Allen High School. Yeah, right? I saw him the other night. Last night. He In was tearing it up against uh, yes, the Vegas against Vegas for the Chargers. Matter of fact, had the big interference call yep. in the end zone that got him down there to score the critical touchdown. He's been balling for them now. I always He's thought he was balling, good. They yes. just he he got a little nicked up at the end of training camp that year and they sort of gave up on him. Uh, I I just always thought he had something. Well, and he was Kyler Murray's uh, go-to receiver right. at Allen High School back in the day, and there was a oh, reason. Yes. There was a Very reason he good, signed with Bill. Notre Dame out of high school. That. that was a great combo because yeah. he, 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 he. There was a reason he signed with oh, Notre yeah. Dame, and yeah. that was because he's good. He's good, you know? right? And he wound up he wound up uh, finishing up at North Texas. And uh, and then he got an opportunity with the, and he and he, he flashed with the Cowboys that in that uh, preseason as well, uh, but the Cowboys didn't keep him and the Chargers are benefiting now. All right, the well, reason last, the Cowboys. Last thing I gotta say, he can we he, he can go deep. Yes, you know that yeah. that system is made for him. We they go deep all the time. That's where he exposes the DBs. That's where he's best. I mean, here we go deep sometimes, but mostly we're intermediate timing routes and things of that nature. Maybe it just obviously wasn't a good fit for him. He's he's good where he is right now with that rookie quarterback. And he scored. I remember he scored a touchdown in a preseason game. It was on a deep pass with the Cowboys. Yep. All right. So the real reason the Cowboys and Niners got flexed out of Sunday Night Football looked no farther than the quarterbacks. Okay. Think about around the league. How many teams have lost their starting quarterbacks this season? And this kind of goes back to what Everson, and you alluded to it earlier when you were talking about uh, the turnovers early in the season, but then you talked about how, how much a, uh, a starting quarterback has to get on the same page with his receivers, not just one receiver, but the whole arsenal of receivers. All right, think about how costly it is for the teams, and we got two teams playing on Sunday. They lost their starting quarterbacks back in October, and how costly it has been for both the Cowboys and the Niners, as Mickey pointed out, since Garoppolo went down with an injury in October. The last game that he started and finished for San Francisco, they went to New England and won 33-7. They were starting to hit their stride, even with their injuries. They had already lost Nick Bosa for the season and Solomon Thomas uh, to injuries. But they were hitting their stride with a 33-7 win on the road. They were 4-3. and then they go to Seattle. Garoppolo gets hurt. They've lost five out of six games since then. And, yeah, they don't have the same quality backup quarterback maybe that the Cowboys have with Andy Dalton. But 
it's enough trying to get your starters enough reps in practice in an abbreviated uh, preseason, much less your backup. And I think that's one of the reasons that Dalton struggled at first, and now he's kind of hit his stride a little bit here the last couple of weeks. But how many other teams in the league have lost their starting quarterbacks? Cincinnati lost Joe. Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow. Yeah. But but you look around the league, and and what other teams have lost their starters for an ex, for the for the season? For an extended well, oh, period of time. Yeah. I mean, Washington made a change, okay, but that was because Haskins wasn't, in, wasn't playing well, and they put Alex Smith in. Uh, you know, the, Dolphins, the Bear. The Dolphins, been going the Dolphins made, with, made the uh, decision Tua because they've got Patrick. Tua. Yeah. It wasn't an injury deal there. The Bears are undecided between Foles yeah. and Trubisky. But yeah. other than that, I mean, well, let me the starters it. have been playing for all. Let me do it for you. So Buffalo has had the same guy the whole season, right? Miami switched. Right. New England, uh, there was an injury. Cam right? Newton. Uh, Darnold got hurt with the Jets, didn't he? Uh, Pittsburgh. Yes. Big Ben yes. was out for a while. Cleveland all the way through. Baltimore with COVID. You mentioned Cincinnati. Uh, Tennessee. I don't remember. I, I, Tannehill, he's Tannehill's been there the whole been time. Tannehill's been all the way. Yeah. Indianapolis. With Rivers. Okay, all the way. Houston all there. the way. Jacksonville, they Haskins switched. all the way. They switched in Jacksonville. Yeah, in Jacksonville. Right? Jackson, Jacksonville and the Jets don't count. Okay. okay. Thank you, They're Bill. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Thank Kansas you, Bill. City, yeah. Kansas City was, was good. Yeah. Uh, One last night, Las Vegas <laughs> lost their starting quarterback, right? Denver lost. Wow. But they've that? had Carr throughout Man. the year. Yeah, Denver lost Drew Locke for Denver had games. an issue where they didn't have a quarterback. No, they have a for, quarterback for one game. Yeah, Denver good. didn't have any quarterback at one point. Yeah, and then right. they didn't have right. a quarterback for one game, but Drew Locke had, right. had hurt an ankle, I think it was, <laughs> right. or shoulder. Uh, the Chargers, Chargers have their guy in Herbert. Okay, Washington lost theirs. The Giants lost theirs. Philly didn't lose theirs, but they decided to lose them. Uh, the Cowboys yeah. lost theirs. So, yeah, the Giants would be the other team that lost theirs, but, yeah. he, but he's going to come back. Uh, Edmund lost for the season. Minnesota and Green Bay have been strong. Chicago, they had to change. Detroit, Stafford. Well, they, they, didn't yeah. Stafford have a COVID? Did he actually sit out or did he actually? But, but he's, he's been there. He's been there throughout. Okay. New Orleans lost Drew Brees. They haven't had an issue. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's the other one, Breeze. Breeze. Atlanta, Carolina. Uh, okay, and then, okay, with the Saints. How have the Saints looked without Breeze? Defense. That's Defense. right. Yeah, that's right. But, but yes. offensively, offensively, they're sitting there with Taysom Hill, and you're sitting there wondering, how come they gave Taysom Hill all that money? You know? Right. But but in his defense, he hadn't had the same reps throughout the offseason and preseason that Drew Brees had. It's a quarterback. He though. can have all the reps he wants, but that defense is always going to be the stabilizer for that yeah. team. All right, so uh, until we got very the quickly, who wins Sunday? Win a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who's going to win Sunday? Well, you know, Cowboys. I, you know my pick. Cowboys, baby. 49ers, 27. 24-21 Cowboys. Hey, my pick right. to click, the running game, particularly uh, Thunder and Lightning, I have it. Zeke's running game is going to be, if he plays, going to be strong. Either way, if Pollard plays, still going to be strong. 
And I look for Pollard to be a uh, uh, effective receiver out of the backfield. Look for that to be key to the Cowboys getting some one-on-one space out there for a talented young man. Okay, and I am picking the Cowboys to win the game on the final in the final minute or so of the game <laughs> in the back right corner of the end zone. CD Lamb, Lamb. Yeah, okay, we over <laughs> over Richard Sherman to make the catch to win the game for the Cowboys. <laughs> The, the new Walls catch. is going to be the very happy. Catch. That's right. That's exactly right. It's not D.C. Dwight Clark. It's C.D. Lamb with the catch for the Cowboys that keep them alive in the playoff chase. Not D.C., but C.D. I like that's that. Right. That's, that's right. That's and, right. And Washington loses to Seattle. And so next week, the Cowboys are still alive in the race for the NFC East Championship. So you know All what? Right. You We're know what's time. funny? You know what's funny is everybody in San Francisco Cisco's picking the Cowboys, and everybody in Dallas is picking the 49ers. <laughs> so I guess I'm picking it 28-27. All right. I got Whoa. you down. Wasn't that, wasn't that the score? Yes, Not it was. Not to a bad memory. Okay, yeah, 28-27. What do you want to rub it into Cubby for? <laughs> this, is, this is the redemption game. CD this is, with I the like catch that. Redemption. to win it. Redemption. Right. I like the that. Redemption. I like that. I'll take it. I'll take catch. it. That's right. Okay, and we'll talk about it on Monday at 1.30. And remember, the game is at noon on Sunday. If you haven't heard, it's not at Sunday Night Football. It's noon Sunday on CBS with Kevin Harlan and Trent Green on the call. I'll be showing up early. See you Monday. Go Cowboys. I'll be showing up early. At noon. <laughs> Go Cowboys at noon. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?